0: Hey, everyone, if you love the Sus Talk podcast, make sure to also check out other pods across the HSP network. Take a listen to amazing yes. shows such as Subway to Shea, Third yes. Floor Lounge, HSP, and Adventures with Center. Make sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe today so you don't miss out on all the great podcasts mm-hmm. on HSP. It right, sounds good. Welcome to the Susslock Podcast. I'm Susumu Araki. We're going back to with some sports here. With the NFL draft in the books, I figure I need to get my friend, my Chi-Town friend here on this pod because something important happened in this draft for everyone in Chicago, and I had to get this guy on. He and I, fellow radio production majors at Hofstra University, and joining me to talk about the Bears and everything else in Chicago is Benny Gable. Benny, thank you so much for taking the time to talk.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Sus. It's good to talk to you.
0: So, let's get right to it. First things first, the Bears did something that made probably made some people kind of afraid of what they were going to do. They traded up with the Giants to go into pick number 11 to select Justin Fields, who somehow, I have no idea, he made it out of the top 10, like, first 10 picks no one picked him even though i personally believed he was the second best quarterback in this draft he goes to 11 and he gets selected by the bears so benny let me ask you how optimistic do you feel after this pick
1: um that's a good question i you know the bears have a horrible history of quarterbacks i mean the only franchise in the nfl currently without a 4000 yard passer in a single season right Um, but this one I don't know I I think I speak for a lot of Bears fans when I say this one feels different Um, you know let's just think quarterbacks of you know starting quarterbacks you know not like the Josh McCowns of the world although he was fantastic but um, you know we're thinking like Cutler Trubisky and Grossman like this guy I don't know he just feels different he has this sense about him that he carries himself like he's supposed to be the best and that he is the best, you know, Trubisky, the pick, I, I tried to convince myself a lot that this would work out. Um, and it didn't. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's, you know, swinging a miss. I'd, I, you know, some people would say I'd rather go down swinging than, you know, looking a ball right down the middle of the plate. But um, this guy, Fields has the production in college. He has he showed up in big games. He, I mean, his second, you know, he outperformed Clemson in that semifinal game this year. Right. Um, He threw six touchdowns. It's not, it's not nothing. I mean, he, Trubisky had 13 games of tape. So with him, it was a lot more projection versus uh, actual production. And I think you see that a lot. What people are saying a lot about Trey Lance with the Niners. It's like, okay, well, very few games in college, but we like some of the tools that we see. But Fields has the production in college to match the projection, to match you know, uh, everything that's being said about him. It's, um, it just feels different. And everyone in Chicago is ecstatic. I gotta tell you, when they traded up to eleven, I, I was so, I was so frightened that it was going to be Mac Jones, because. Mac Jones is a fantastic quarterback. I think, I think he'll be good for the Patriots, but let's be honest. He had an NFL offensive line down there and he, I mean, what three of those offensive linemen got drafted in like the first five rounds this year. I mean, you had Deontay Brown, Landon Dickerson, uh, Alex Leatherwood. I mean, no one there. I mean, and he had wide receivers that were open all the time. I mean, yeah, he has to hit them, don't get me wrong, but I feel like Justin Fields, like, you know, he had the production in college. He outperformed a lot of other quarterbacks that, you know, they're trying to compare him to. Like, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, um, and all that. I think with but, you know, there's a track record of success go dating back to high school, dating back to middle school. Like all every, the way
0: back to middle school.
1: <laughs> like you see it, like, you know, there's um I was listening to some radio earlier this week and they had his high school trainer come on. And oh, wow. they basically, and they basically said they were like one of the quarterback coaches from when he was in high school. Right. Um, from like those camps or whatever they do. And he said, you know, he's, he was in the gym at 7am working out like five days a week before before school started and then he'd have his workouts in practice after school. And this whole idea it, its just, there's it, just a different vibe to him that, you know, that, that inspires confidence that he actually could be a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. Whereas the others are just like, eh, you know,
0: I, I will say this though, because I think, it's, it was weird when they started putting out this whole narrative that this guy doesn't really have the work ethic. Like, I don't know how much this guy really loves football. Like When they started putting that out, I was so convinced that like somebody from either Trey Lance or Zach Wilson's camp planted that story out just so that they could improve their guy's draft stock higher and basically take – Take a shot down of someone else who could be selected at two, three. Like, I I was just thinking, like, why is this happening? Because how are you saying this about a guy that in the semifinal game, that very same semifinal game that you're mentioning, he basically got his ribs wrecked and then he still played through the injury and still won the game. So I don't want to hear anyone telling me that that guy doesn't have work ethic. Because if that guy didn't have work ethic, he would have sat out the rest of that game. He would have definitely just been like, you know what? I'm good. My ribs are wrecked. But no, this guy was just like, I don't care if my ribs are wrecked. I'm going to get in there. We're going to win this game. I'm going to throw more touchdowns. And that, to me, says a lot. I feel so much confidence for them picking fields because... This guy not only has the size, he not only has the athletic traits that you want to see in a quarterback. I've seen guys compare him to Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, like that. Those are good comparisons, at least from an athletic profile perspective. You want someone like that because, like, that's the kind of guy, especially with his size and his mobility. Like, who's taking that guy down? Really? Like, that's great. I want to. I want to see like someone get behind that. And then the most important thing is. I think this is really the first time, like, for Chicago, this is the highest upside QB you've had probably ever in your franchise since probably Cutler. Cutler was, like, the last guy that you honestly thought, like, that guy could be a top 10 quarterback. Like, no other time in the history of the Bears, like, predating, like, probably in the Super Bowl era at the very least, there has not been a quarterback that you thought, hey, that guy could be a top 10 quarterback. Like, nobody, absolutely nobody. But Fields, and maybe if you want to include Cutler, but Fields is really like the best chance that this team has to getting that top ten guy that they've never really had in their history.
1: Right, and you know it's for once the Bears didn't, and their and the brain trust, if you want to call it that, I don't think they're all that smart. To be honest with you, there's been a lot of uh, questionable roster decisions and roster management decisions that have gone on the last few years, but they finally weren't trying to be the smartest person in the room, right? You go back to the Trubisky pick, right? A lot of people are like, okay, he has, you know, he has some mechanic things to work on, but, you know, I think he could be the best quarterback out of this draft. And let's be honest, no one was saying Mahomes was going to be the best one. They were all saying it was either Trubisky or Watson. So, um, I, you know, but I, just in recent years, when they hired, you know, for example, when they hired Mark Tressman, you know, everyone's like, oh, they could have had Bruce Arians that year. He would have come and coached the Bears if they had offered And they're like, no, we're going to take this guy that coached in Canada and was the offensive coordinator for the Ravens 10 years ago. And you're kind of thinking to yourself like, okay, I see what they're doing here, but why are we trying – Like, what's wrong with the eye test, right? I think a lot gets lost in projections and and trying to be super smart. Because let's be honest, Trey Lance, like everyone's applauding the pick for Trey Lance, right? The Niners moved up from 12 to 3. They, they gave they went up the same number of spots as the Bears did. Let's just keep that in mind, right? They moved up nine spots to grab a quarterback with fewer passes than Trubisky had. Let's take that and and at a lower level of football. Now, I think it's you know Trey Lance he's very young. He's 20 years old. He passes a lot of the eye test. And they have Jimmy Garoppolo who can start for another two years if they had to, right? Well, his problem is he can't stay healthy, but I think a lot is being made of the Bears and their history with quarterbacks not being fantastic or suboptimal. But, yeah, I mean, Fields, is he passes the eye test, which none of the Bears' quarterbacks have done. Yes, Cutler has all the numbers, don't get me wrong, but he looked like he'd rather be doing anything else than playing football all the time. Trubisky, you know, he's a he's a good guy who gave it his all, but I don't know, he just didn't have – he didn't have it. He didn't have that X factor about him that you weren't going to win games because of him ever. You, you, you can win with him. You know, the, you know it's the classic, um, it's the Alex Smith adage. You're not necessarily going to win because of him, but you'll, you can win with him and he won't lose you many games. He was missing easy throws. He was missing sc- easy screens, 10-yard passes, you know, just like, and you're thinking to yourself, like, what did they see in him that they didn't see in Deshaun? Watson I'm not gonna whatever Patrick Mahomes
0: don't harp too much on it because it'll cause more pain
1: yeah he's the exception not the rule right but he was just missing easy throws all the time and but yeah Fields he just has this his demeanor is you know after he got drafted there was a video that Ohio State put out of him right he goes – and everyone's – like, everyone was talking about how he doesn't look happy to be drafted. Like, no, nah, he's pissed that he got drafted at 11 over guys like Zach Wilson, which – I mean, Zach Wilson has a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong. I don't – I mean, I want to see what he does against NFL de- – like, NFL-style defenses. Because let's be honest. Uh, like, he had a clean pocket most of the year, and he's – you know – I I want to see what he does with the suboptimal line that the Jets have on the right side at the very least. The left side can be very talented with that uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, but I want to see what he does. I mean, he has one year of production. I mean, and let's be honest. Justin Fields has done nothing in the last three or four years to disprove the fact that he's the second-best quarterback in this draft, in my opinion. I mean, what has Zach Wilson done to jump him? What has Trey Lance done to jump him? Trey Lance has 13 starts in D2 Big whoop. Like, I don't – I'm – like, I've I've experienced the D2, like, projects in Adam Shaheen. I've experienced the project quarterback in Jubit. If it works out, great, and you'll be lauded as uh, we saw something that no one else did. Great. Congratulations. The amount of work it takes to get there is insane. It could be worth it. But, yeah, Justin Fields has this vibe about him that he's just – I'm going to work. I'm going to work hard all the time. I care about football and he can, he can just do things that it like the deep ball. Oh, Phenomenal. I, you know, you go back and watch some of the, some of his tapes. Um, I highly recommend this uh, YouTube channel. It's called um, the quarterback school. It's with this uh, former quarterback, JT O'Sullivan. He does like these 25, 30 minute breakdowns of games and highlights and what they're doing well, what they're doing poorly. But essentially is that for all his mistakes, right? I mean, everyone's talking about how he needs to process faster. Oh, he's only a one-read guy. He had the highest completion percentage among his non-first-read throws, higher than Trevor Lawrence, okay? Um, he had this, they took this aptitude test, right? And Mark Sanchez was talking about this. Uh, and they, they, it's like a sports psychology test. And the highest score you can get is a one thirty. You know, this, this doctor here, uh, Dr. Goldman, Dr. Scott, something. Um, I forgot the name of the doctor, but essentially Justin Fields scored the highest ever out of like all 6,000 people that take the test across multiple sports. It has to, and the test has to do with like recall and um, like every sports a little bit different, but like recognizing a formation, recalling what should, what, who goes where, when, right. He scored the highest ever. I mean, so yeah, the intelligence, the, the work ethic thing, I didn't get. I mean, like you were saying in the Clemson game, he did crack a rib. He did have fractured ribs. He came back two plays later. That's something that I'm sure most sports cities love, like toughness in their guy. And I'm Especially sure, like, Chicago,
0: every, that's a really good trait to have in that, right. that city.
1: Yeah. I mean, you crack a rib and you come back and keep playing, like, build a statue for him already. Like, let's, let's do it. <laughs> I mean we're so we're so quarterback starved in the city it's unbelievable and hopefully he's the hopefully he's what we've been looking for I mean yes now it's all about developing and seeing what he can do but for the moment I'm just going to take these take a dub right now and take a victory lap on them doing the right thing finally and not tricking themselves into thinking that they're smarter than everyone else they trusted their eyes they trusted the production and they went with it, and they stuck to their guns, and it, it was just a good day.
0: It is something to look forward to because I feel like if your team, a lot of the times when you trade up and you're trying to get a quarterback, like we've seen it work before with guys like like Watson and Mahomes were guys that the, their teams basically draft traded up to get them. So if there is some optimism from recent history, you can feel good about you can feel good about that at the very least. But let's switch over to the other side of it. Like what I mean by that is let's go to green Bay because yeah, you have to be kind of happy or basically grinning seeing what's going on over there because my God, the, the Roger situation, like basically it became the big story of draft night, which was unfortunate because that story basically clouded over everybody else getting drafted, having their moment. They weren't able to really think about it because all the the media was really talking about was like, well, what the heck, what's going on with Rogers? Uh, Why is he so angry with the front office? What's going on between them? It's everything like, and I feel like we saw this coming because we know the kind of person like Rogers is. He's kind of hard to kind of figure out sometimes, but he's, it felt like this was boiling over for a while. And it's kind of just finally bursted into the public at the very least. So when you saw, when you saw that story, when you read that Rodgers didn't really want to play for the Packers anymore, what was your reaction? Because as a Bears fan, you have to be grinning.
1: Right. As a Bears fan, I'm fantastically happy. I don't, I don't know any other way to put it. He's made my, my sports life miserable for the last... 16 years? I mean, the Packers have had a franchise quarterback for the last 30 years. Let's be honest. They went from Favre to Rodgers. Those are their starting quarterbacks going into every season the last 30 years. I mean, the Bears have had Rex Roseman, Jay Cutler, Kyle Orton, Josh McCown, Mitch Trubisky, Mike Glennon, then before the draft, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles. I mean, we just trot out not, I'm not going to say garbage. I think that's a little harsh, but we trot out suboptimal talent year after year and they have the golden goose and they had no idea how good they had it now i am happy as a bears fan because that means i won't have to see him twice a year and he won't have to make my life miserable twice a year but i mean yeah you did see it coming right um i and i think a lot of people are thinking that like oh he wants to have power and decision making in the organization i don't I don't think he expects that, right? I think in the NFL, uh, the most power a player has at the moment is um, like sitting out and just determining where they go, right? Um, I mean, you've seen it, you know, a bunch of players, like Khalil Mack, when he got traded to the Bears, he sat out, he said, no, give me a new contract or I'm not playing, you know? That's the most power these players have at the moment. And I don't, they don't, they're not going to get more than that. It's not going to happen. But I think, Rogers just wanted to be treated like a franchise quarterback generational future Hall of Famer. I don't think he was asking for that much. Like for example, when they drafted Jordan Love, they didn't even give him a text or a heads up, like say hey. Or they didn't even let them know their plan. I think when you have a guy like Rogers who's playing at an elite level and probably can do so for at least three or four more years, right? I don't know about five or six like Brady, but you know, at least three more years. He's only thirty-seven you involve him in the decision-making process. I don't think you let him have final say, but like when you're looking at the draft, right? Give him tape on, here's a few offensive linemen wide receivers that we think would fit. Give us your take and who you'd want to work with. And then we'll factor that into the decision. He just wants to be heard. I mean, he doesn't, it's not like he needs to make the final decision. He just wants to feel like he's valued beyond, beyond Jersey sales, and I think that's probably how he's been feeling the last few years. I know everyone's talking about Jake Kumaro being released. I, I guess big, I, I don't know. I'd say it's a it's a big boy league. We're going to cut your friends sometimes, so get over it. But, you know, um, he just, they're not, I don't know if they're disrespecting him necessarily, but they're not treating him the way other quarterbacks in the league are treated. Right? The Bears signed Andy Dalton this offseason. They said you're the infamous QB one tweet that sent Chicago into a tizzy. I mean, but the, even the bears, they, they said, Andy, you know, you know, after the draft, they, they come out and say, you know, you know, we've been in, you know, we've been telling Andy, like, you know, we're, we're looking at a quarterback, this draft, and it's not going to, you know, for the time being, it's not going to be a reflection of you or anything we plan on doing with you. You're the quarterback to start the year. I dropped my phone. I apologize. Um, Oh, I didn't crack the screen. Nice. Um, But, you know, they even told Andy Dalton, who hasn't taken one snap with the organization, that, hey, we're looking at drafting a quarterback, but don't worry, you're the starter to start the year until proven otherwise. And then on draft night, they said this is a real possibility with how things were unfolding. After they called Justin Fields and submitted the pick, they said, Andy, we took up a quarterback. Why is Andy Dalton getting better treatment in terms of drafting and and overall organizational decisions? Why is he getting better treatment by the Bears, who he has not taken a snap with, that Aaron Rodgers got with drafting Jordan Love? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I think he's not asking for much. I think he's asking to be treated how a generational Hall of Fame quarterback should be treated. Now, you know what this really tells me, though, about Jordan Love? It tells me he must suck real bad. Because well, think about it, right? When they traded Brett Favre to the Jets, what did they get? They got like a third or a fourth round pick for him. That was it. They said, we'll take anything. We have a franchise quarterback right here waiting. We don't need another. Just give us like one draft pick. It's fine. And Favre had some good years. I mean, he had the, the few good years with the Vikings. He almost made another run to the Super Bowl. Had the interception, but he made he, he had a few good years left after that. It's not like he was a scrub by any stretch. If they're... Wait, if they're trying, if they're flying out to California and basically, basically saying we'll do anything for you to come back at this point, it tells me that Jordan Love must absolutely suck.
0: I I would say that he sucks. I think Warren's like he's just not ready yet. And you remember, it took like Rogers like a few years because he was sitting on the bench. Like, well,
1: I mean, he sat. Yeah, Rogers sat for three years, right? But that's because Favre was playing at an all-world level. There was no reason to. There was no reason to move on yet. Jordan, I mean, so now you're wasting prime years of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we're rethinking, you know, with quarterbacks, at least we're rethinking what the prime years are with like Breeze, Brady, Manning, and all these quarterbacks that are playing well into their, not well, but they're playing into their late thirties, early forties now, right? You're wasting prime years of Aaron Rodgers to draft a backup quarterback. Who's not going to be ready. Right. One, two, they're, they are they and think about it. They also drafted a backup running back last year in the second round, which like I understand if you're going to move on from Aaron Jones, but then they paid Aaron Jones four year, they gave him four year deal this off season. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's just looking around and saying like, what more, I just, can I just be involved in what, in the brain trust around here? I'm the one that has to go out and play with these guys, not you. Now I think he is probably overreacting a little bit. Um, He has, All he has an all pro wide receiver, Devontae Adams. I mean, okay, so there's that one. Two, he has Aaron Jones, a Pro Bowl running back, at his disposal um, all the time. Uh, So I don't know what he's complaining about that. He has he had Pro Bowlers and all pros littering his offensive line. I don't outside of Patrick Mahomes, I don't think there's a quarterback that has a better situation. Maybe Tom Brady because they have tons of money down there, but. I mean, can you find – what quarterback has all three of those? Like, you can look at your Seahawks, right? They have, the, they have the quarterback, of course. They have the wide receivers. The running game is forgettable. I mean, let's be honest. The offensive line, not great. He has everything that you need. He has a bunch of complimentary players, but what does he need another wide receiver for? Devontae Adams gets 20 touchdowns a year. It's fine. So I, I think this notion that he's being – that they don't give him enough is – not ignorant, but like, I just think it's wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would kill for Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones and that offensive line here in Chicago. I mean, we have Alan Robinson. We have Darnell Mooney. We have David Montgomery, but they're not up to that level yet. They could be, but they're not there yet. So I don't, I think he just wants to be treated like a hall of famer and he's not being treated like a hall of famer. Um, and also they brought in a coach to work with him. They hired the coach because of Aaron Rodgers. Let's be honest. They moved on from Mike McCarthy because him and Aaron Rodgers didn't get along. They hired this coach because they thought him and Aaron Rodgers could get along. The entire organization revolves around him. I think they've made bad decisions with that in mind, but I think that um, this notion that he's being disrespected or that they haven't given him enough to win with. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, they they've gone twenty twenty six and six the last two years in the regular season. The Bears lost eight games last year. I don't this notion that he's disrespected is blas- blasphemous, as Stephen A would say.
0: I you know what, I, I can attest and say that watching the whole um Russell Wilson situation go down earlier this year, I can honestly tell you that it's it's frustrating because like it kind of just shows that there's a clear miscommunication between the quarterback your star player and the front office and the coach and the head coach. And it's frustrating because on the one hand you see the quarterbacks like un- perspective and understand that like, you know, yeah, he kind of just doesn't like Russell saying, I don't want to be sacked as much anymore, which is completely understandable. And when you look at the offensive line and the history that the Seahawks had, which was, they never really focused on the offensive line. They weren't really, paying too much attention to it whereas in the past few years they've really kind of did a good job of trying to like at least invest in it they got this rookie Damian Lewis who's good they they traded for Gabe Jackson from the Raiders so they beefed up their interior linemen and really all you can say that like they also drafted like a future tackle and stone Forsyth so I think sometimes it's Tough, But on the other side, like I just think sometimes like with these front office, they just think like, hey, um, we have other needs to like address. So we have to keep like defense and other other areas. So sometimes they have to think about the rest of the team. But in this situation with Green Bay, it's kind of a clear un- understanding. It's like it's just really massive miscommunication on both sides. I just think they should have communicated with him on drafting Jordan Love. They should have communicated with him on just cutting certain guys like they should have just been like yeah uh we should probably talk to you a little bit before we make these decisions you're not like giving final say as you said but at the very least we should at least talk to you just see how you feel about it because you're the star guy you're basically the nucleus of the team so if you're not happy with something that we do the rest of the team is going to feel it
1: right and it's it's odd, right? Because they could have done this. Could have been avoided, in my opinion. I don't. I think just with the community, like you were saying, the communication. I think just being transparent with your franchise quarterback about what's going on. Um, I apologize. There's. I have to do this outside. There's a lot of a uh, constru- not construction, but there's a lot of DIY projects going on in my house, and there's probably a, you probably hear that airplane above. But
0: um, how close by are you from O'Hare?
1: Uh with or without traffic, I think with traffic about 45 minutes to an hour without, depending on how fast I'm driving, 25 to 30 minutes. Um, if you're right but- by
0: an airspace, that's fine. Like I, I just- yeah. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: Um, but right, you were saying like these quarterbacks, they get paid so much money. And rightfully so, I think. I mean, it's not my money. I don't care how much they get paid. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to restructure his contract. Therefore, they can't spend that money elsewhere. Therefore, they can't help him as much as he might like, right? It, it's like there's the, the salary cap in there for a reason. And he, you know, all these quarterbacks, look at all the quarterbacks that don't have offensive lines. How many of them? I, I'd be interested to see the offensive line ranking of the top five quarterbacks in the league, right? Russell Wilson. I, I, you know, they've, they've drafted offensive linemen, but they haven't like, you know, they haven't spent money there. They've invested draft capital, but not money. Right. You know, I mean the chiefs are the example right now, but that extension for Mahomes doesn't kick in for another few years. I don't think until after this year. So they have money to spend this year. They can front load all those contracts Rogers. He gets paid an ungodly amount of money to play a child sport, but that means they don't have money to spend on other needs, so they have to keep investing in draft capital. They can't go out and buy a cornerback. but they I mean, they can't go out and buy pieces on defense. I mean, they tried with the Smith brothers, I think Zedarius and Preston, right? But it hasn't panned out. I mean, those two players have been fine. I mean, they haven't been worth the contracts, in my opinion, but it is what it is. But everyone, what's the thing about Green Bay that you always say? Oh, it's the defensive backs. It's the it's that cornerback that always, you know, it's that Kevin King. He let up the touchdown at the end of the first half against the uh, against Tampa. Oh well, we need to get we need to get the defense taken care of. We need to get we need to have a pass rush. We need to have better linebackers, cornerbacks, safeties. Well, that's all they draft because that's the Aaron Rodgers covers up everything else on offense except the offensive line. He's mo he's he's a he can move but he's not he's much more traditional pocket passer right but when quarterbacks make all that type of money why do you think everyone's trying to win with a quarterback on a rookie contract now right i mean why do you think they go out and spend ungodly amounts of money on offensive linemen and pass rushers and wide receivers why do you think they're getting paid more And why do you think they're on teams with bad quarterbacks? It's because the quarterbacks are on rookie contracts because once you have to pay the quarterback and hopefully that's a problem you have to have, right? You want to have that problem of how much are we going to pay this guy's to a second, third contract. You know, it's, you're, it, you have a budget. If you spend too much on one spot, other, other needs are going to go unaddressed. It's the unfortunate reality of the situation and but with a guy like Aaron Rodgers he can cover up a lot of mistakes on offense he can cover a lot of mistakes on defense and he gets paid to do so but hey, he's only human except when he plays the bears he's you know the second coming of course that doesn't make a mistake ever but you know he's only there's only so much he can do right he doesn't have the ball in his hands 60 minutes a game you know the defense has you know they have to spend money on defense cuz that's their weakness like what? Do you, I don't understand this notion of like, oh, they drafted another cornerback in the first. Well, yeah, their cornerbacks suck. They have one good cornerback. The others, goodbye. Now, they're replacement level players. They're if they can play like a cornerback too, that's the best they can do. That, that's their absolute limit is being the second best on the team. And you know, it's so you have to invest in that because you have to invest cheap rookie contracts in it and just have to keep going it's the same it's it's why i applaud the bears at drafting a quarterback they didn't let recent failures affect whether or not they take a swing and a miss look you know it's you see a guy see you know in baseball right you see a guy at the plate and he stares a meatball over the heart of the plate you're like what are you looking at what at least take a swing at least try the Packers aren't letting recent failures on their cornerbacks dictate how they move forward in the draft, which I applaud them for. You have to keep, you have to keep taking swings. That's why the bears had to keep taking a swing this year on a cornerback on a corner quarterback. They have to keep trying because until you figure that position out, you're not winning anything. You're not winning without a quarterback. It's not happening. You can't win without a, you can't win a championship without a defense and they have to keep trying. For Aaron Rodgers to feel like – I understand the disrespect. I understand – I think he's being a little prima donnish. Like he's probably the most famous person to ever walk through Green Bay, so I get it. Um, but okay. like, I, he's probably sitting back and thinking to himself like, man, I am the most talented quarterback of my generation. Not in terms of accomplishments, but like in terms of physical talent, accuracy, arm strength, whatever, mobility. Outside of Mahomes, maybe, but like certainly in the last fifteen years, I just talent for talent, right? He's probably the best quarterback in the league. He he can hit every spot on the field, and he's like we've only won one championship. Something's something's wrong. Quite frankly, I'm surprised they haven't won three or four. I you know I could Aaron Rodgers go down as not the biggest waste of talent because he's I think he's realized his full potential but in terms of organizational use of talent I don't know it seems pretty sad they've only been able to win one in the last 15 years and he's probably sitting back and thinking to himself like yeah it is so let's do something about it get me out of here get me out of here or do what I want and as a player he has all the leverage he could retire I mean He has generational wealth. What does he care? He's not in this for the money anymore. His legacy is defined. He's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, two- or three-time MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Like, what does he have left to prove? Nothing. It's just all he has left to prove are accumulation statistics, right? His Hall of Fame candidacy is unquestioned. He has all the power here. He can do whatever he wants. He can go and be a host of Jeopardy for all I care. He was actually pretty decent. Kind of pissed me off, but
0: what do you mean it uh, pissed you off?
1: Yeah, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. I'm like, God, he's just good at everything. Mitch Trubisky can't even like read a read a defense. Like, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky couldn't read a defense, but
0: maybe maybe he can read a cue card from uh Jeopardy.
1: I think he'd have a hard time. But anyway, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, we give we give we give Mitch a hard time here. He tried his best. He was just out of his depth, and I think I think yeah, it's one of those things you can't really put on a. You know, you can't really measure, um, but like the mentals, right? H- um, how how can he handle the, quarter- the pressure of being a quarterback in Chicago and being a top two draft? Because there is. I mean, whatever you want to say, there's pressure with living up to that draft slot. Justin Fields, I mean, he can do it. I mean, he's –
0: he was, he's State. disrespected because as you, well, yeah, because like, look at the three guys that were drafted ahead of him. Like, look, of mm-hmm. course I get uh, you're not going to be disrespected by them, by the Jaguars drafting Lawrence over you because, well, he's just a, been a generational talent and talented as such for years now, the same amount of years that you've been. a prospect. Yeah. And you can make a case <laughs> that you could just look at like the Jets drafting Zach Wilson. like, well, oh, I should have been at that spot, they should have took me and then the niners they're just like well they should have took me why didn't why didn't they trade up to draft me like basically a lot of these it, what i found like through years of just like tracking all these looking at all these guys getting these quarterbacks getting drafted is that the one common thing about being like the number 1 overall pick is that there's just so much expectation it's like honestly you're better off just like getting drafted like much later and feeling disrespected because a lot of the times like you have that chip on your shoulder you think I should have been drafted over these guys like it's Aaron Rodgers spelled like that for years he, he when Alex Smith was drafted ahead of him which that kind of propelled him into having the superstar career you can't deny that like that didn't like factor in a little bit into his success and you you see like guys like the it's rare because like with number 1 overall picks it's so rare for them to like really like fully live up to their potential like Peyton Manning and John Elway are really the only two and throughout the past couple like decades of football that really just been like we not only lived up to the potential but we've exceeded it like luck was also close to that point too but it's so hard like someone like Baker Mayfield for example who was drafted number one overall and honestly quite frankly I think it would have been better off if he was drafted later because knowing the kind of person that he is I feel like he would have propelled him to just think I should have been drafted ahead of all these guys and like take advantage of that personality trait. Like he's really competitive. And this is why I feel like for fields, this is great because then he has this motivation of, I want to, I'm going to be proved to everybody that draft passed on me that you made a mistake. And you're, and just that's why I feel like this genuine optimism for the Bears right now. All right, Benny, thanks so much for hopping on the pod. I really appreciate it. So, how can people reach out to you? And what are you, what have you been up to? Um,
1: I don't know. I guess you can like reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Isn't that what they say? It's the big the big three. Um, yeah. Uh, let me. I don't even know my Twitter handle. I know that's kind of embarrassing, but um, let's see. I guess if you want to reach me on Twitter, um, my DMs are open.
0: Uh, at Gable underscore
1: have, Benny. Uh, yeah, yeah, at Gable underscore Benny. Um, you have that um, Benny underscore and underscore the Jets on Instagram and uh, just Benny Gable on Facebook. I don't know who uses Facebook anymore um, outside of Messenger. I don't know. But um, uh, yeah, uh, feel free to reach out. If you have my number, text me. Um, or call me that's that always works that's a thing that phones do nowadays i think um but you know uh yeah feel free to reach out it'll be i'll have fun talking about how fields is the second coming with anybody Uh, at least uh, he might be the first coming for the bears quarterback situation but yeah it uh it'll be great all right fun time talking about sports
0: All right, that's going to do it, everybody. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and Anchor.fm. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I will see you guys next time.